Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to On Your Mental. This is the podcast that shares candid, open, and sometimes vulnerable conversations between and about men. This week, we're joined by Stephen Gordon. Stephen Gordon is getting real open with us today, uh, talking about some pretty intense personal stuff. He's talking about the ramifications of ignoring mental health during his 20s, uh, but also talking about what his experience has been having to help uh, parents who are going through some health issues, in particular his dad at a relatively young age. Normally we deal with that later on in our lives. Uh, so really great conversation today. It was just a nice story listening to Stephen here. So I hope you all enjoy it too. And if you do like this episode, leave a like. If you're not already, subscribe. And we'll see you in a moment when the episode starts. Peace. Are you still at the Oval? No, nah, man, I quit that really? right at the beginning of the pandemic. Really? That's probably a good time to get out of there, no? Yeah. Yeah, I went from that to healthcare. Oh, no kidding. What do you do with healthcare? Uh, I fix wheelchairs. Fix wheelchairs? I'm like a glorified TV repairman for wheelchairs. That's kind of awesome. So it's like <laughs> kind of niche. Yeah. Yeah, very niche. It is niche. It is niche. But like, I mean, like I didn't start out that way. I like to start out being like a medical equipment. Like I would do a lot of medical equipment, mm-hmm. but kind of carved my way into that role. So it was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. It's all because someone didn't get vaccinated. And I was like. Oh, hello. I'm going to take that. Really? They Like the role just opened up and you yeah, just Yeah, because the guy who had it before me didn't get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't do it because he had to be vaccinated to go in the care homes. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, that's fucking easy. I'm going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> just prepare <laughs> yeah. these. Did you like, why why healthcare? Like, why did you make a switch to that? Is, do you have like a background in healthcare? Or? Nah, straight up. I just got so bored at home after sitting there for six weeks. And I was like, I need to go back to work. Mm-hmm. So I like mm-hmm. started looking at jobs. Talk to this guy about yeah, that. Got bored, eh? Yeah, I got <laughs> bored. I was like six weeks and I'm like, I was going stir crazy. I was like, yeah. fuck, I can't do it. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I, I mean, I was already something. like on the fritz at the Oval anyway. Like, mm. I was at that pace of where like they kind of wanted to fire me, but they couldn't. Mm. I fixed all their fitness equipment for like way cheaper than retail. So you were doing that for them. Yeah. So you had some experience. Yeah, yeah, doing yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, like at the desk. Yeah, too. yeah. Mm. That was like half time though. And, like, mm. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was like half and half. And like I would fix their gear. And... So you were probably like a gem for them too. Then. Yeah, I was. Because now they're like, they asked me to go back. They literally are like, yo, can you come back? I'm like, fuck you. I'm not coming back. Like, Where did you like get all this like understanding of equipment? I'm always such a coward around this stuff, man. I refuse to like open up a car hood. I can't do anything. So when it comes to like equipment stuff, I'm like, what am I doing, man? Honestly, I don't even know. I kind of was just like, I just more so like my ability to seek opportunities because I'm very Mm. smart that way. So it's like, I'm like, all right, well. Ooh, there's an opportunity. I'm going to take that. Sure. And I'm a pretty quick learner. Sure. So, like, it wasn't too hard. I mean, it was just hand tools and drills. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, all right, well, <laughs> that's I mean, cool. wheelchair is easier than the fitness equipment. Yeah. I was going to say. But, like, all those times the oval redid the gym. Yeah. That was me calling the shots. Yeah. So, like, I miss the oval, man. Oh, I, I, don't, it was I, a, don't, I don't. I guess from a working perspective, it's oh, different. Yeah, I liked it from a, from a fitness per se. Terrible place to work. Really? Great hey. place to be a member, but. Yeah. yeah Anyways. I um steven welcome to the podcast i appreciate you coming on here uh for everybody listening and watching steven actually had reached out to kabir first i think asking to come on here saying you had some things you want to talk about yeah which is great for us takes the work off on our end Mm -hmm. don't have to come up with someone to talk about just get a person in here and hear some stories so i really appreciate you uh being open to coming on and talking here yeah i saw it on the instagram and it was Mm -hmm. like 
oh damn this is good stuff i was like i'm gonna reach out i'm like (laughs) I don't do that very often but here i am and i'm like yeah let's do it mm-hmm. this is uh taking those opportunities yeah right? same thing with work but life <laughs> um you had gone to the same high school as us but graduated a couple years earlier yeah right i uh, just hit 30 30 how's that feel man? wait a second <laughs> i thought you were just a year old wait no man oh shit no Damn. i mean i got held back so like i'm a grad 2011 but mm. i'm 92 born Mm-hmm. Right. so like i got held back had some learning issues in the earlier stage of life that's all right yeah it might explain some of the temper issues i've had later in life <laughs> but like yeah so i uh got held back um and then yeah so i graduated 2011 and i guess what are you guys like 20 2014 2013 yeah yeah no yeah no. i've been out for like 10 years all oh, 11 years jesus Damn. Christ. crazy eh? yeah crazy. <laughs> best thing is just not thinking about it it's yeah really yeah don't remind me man like i, I, I like <laughs> sorry like honestly like turning 30 for me was like the biggest fear of my entire life in mm. my opinion i remember when i got at the oval and um in the job interview they were literally like i was 23 at the time they're like what's your biggest fear in life i was like turning 30 and they're like what do you mean i'm like no mm. i'm serious turning 30 really yeah why such a big fear have you thought about that? Yeah, it? it's honestly just such a male ego thing. I'm scared to leave my athletic prime. Sure. And I'm like, <laughs> like, straight up, I'm just like, yo, man, I could still play a great game of puck. Like, I gotta go, right? right. Like, and like, I'm like 30, and I'm like, oh no. Mm-hmm. no. This is the decline. <laughs> I mean, I, it hasn't happened yet. I'm still in the prime, but like, it, 30s, like, you gotta, it's coming, cl- it's coming quick, mm-hmm. right? Like, in the leagues that you play in, how old, how old's like the oldest guy on the team? I mean, there's so many divisions. He's like me. <laughs> Dude, no. I'm the youngest guy on my really? team. That's the scary part. Mm. I'm the youngest guy on my team. So, like, every one of my team's, like, three or four years older than me. Mm. And, like, I'm the young guy just mm. recently. Isn't that the comforting part of it, though? Because you're, like, the young guy still? Yeah, but... As he says with the cast on his hand. It, <laughs> I'm yeah, still in my prime. Yeah, I'm still in my prime. I'm good to go. I want a Tom Brady this shit, you know? But, like, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, like... It is, but, like, I feel like, too, like, I mean, this is also another male ego athlete thing, too. Like, they're going to get older, and, like, obviously, I'm going to get older, too, but I'm, like, the youngest guy, so there's going to be more expectation on me to perform sure. while they get slower. And, like, <laughs> I take care of myself, and a lot of my teammates don't. Sorry, boys, if you hear this. Uh, and, um, yeah, so, like, there's a lot of boozing going around. I don't booze mm-hmm. that often, like, very rarely. Like, I haven't mm. got hammered in, like, three years. Mm. Like, That's good. Yeah, like, That's I good. barely drink, like, eat right, take care of myself, mm-hmm. keep the body diligent. Like, I take it seriously. You're talking to the wrong wrong guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone's got their own thing, right? And that's my yeah. thing. Like, I gotta, like, I gotta do it, so... Yeah. Well, today we're going to be talking about uh, a little bit about growing up and kind of looking back from the perspective you have now. Yeah. Because uh, when you had reached out to us, you had talked about wanting to come and speak on now, go, I guess, stepping into your 30s. Yeah. Looking back on your 20s, how yeah. did you look at your mental health? How did you treat it? How did you view it? And uh, you also talked about and are going to share with us today uh, stuff around taking care of parents who yeah. were a little bit older, which is a unique thing, I think, for people our age. Yeah. Right? At least most people yeah. we know. Yeah. Speaking for myself briefly, my mom was 40, 
42 or 43 when she had me. Oh, wow. So a little older too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right? So I found that interesting that yeah. you've had uh, not necessarily an identical experience at yeah, all, no, right? They're all no. unique. Yeah. But I'm curious to hear what you're going to say. Yeah, no, my parents are, I get, my dad was 37. My mom was like 34, mm. 33. So mm-hmm. a little older, but not older, mm-hmm. older mm-hmm. per se, right? But yeah, I'll touch base on that yeah. in a bit. Um, the first thing that I'll start off our conversation with is that you had shared with Kabir and I in reaching out that... You felt perhaps in your younger years, for lack of a better word, you ignored some things around mental health, Yeah, whether it be how you talked about it, your openness to it. Um, when did you start to realize that was happening now oh. looking back? Like what was like that kind of click for you? Dude, I, uh, the whole twenties yeah. until like the last like three or four months of it, I ignored the whole thing. Really? I mean, like I'd done a lot of reflecting lately mm-hmm. just because like, I was like, wow, damn, I went the whole decade and I did this, this, and this. I'm like, yikes, right? right? Type of thing. And I'm like, there's a um, a lot of things like I could have done better and stuff like that. But like, basically the whole thing kind of like hit on me, like recently, like had some uh, real issues at my current job. And Mm. like, it was just like really draining my mood for Mm. sure. Right. And it wasn't even like anything like personal or bad. It was just like, a disagreement of style with what the management wanted compared to what I viewed mm. and like stuff like that. But it really bummed me out. Right. Sure. And like, that was like my significant, like, holy shit, this is actually a real thing. Mm. Right. Cause like, I just ignored, like, you know, that Eminem song Mockingbird, for example. Sure. Like, like straighten up little soldier stiff, put mm-hmm. up that upper mm-hmm. lip. Right. That was my mentality. My entire twenties It's like, you know what? Put your work boots on, shut right. up and go. Right. Right. And Typical like, man shit. Yeah, 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 literally, literally. Like, oh man, I'm the worst for it. I mm-hmm. mean, we'll get into that for sure. But mm-hmm. I'm like, hands down, the worst for that. And like, honestly, this is probably the first time I'm gonna be completely open about a lot of things with like a lot of people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, coming on the internet, to dude. Talk about yeah, <laughs> I'm like, this is my accountability because like I'm That's like, awesome. Man. A lot of the times, I'm just like, you know what? I don't really feel like talking about this shit. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I want to be accountable to myself mm-hmm. and I'm going to air it all out, right? So It feels so much easier not to talk about these kinds of things. Yeah. But then the ramifications of that later on is when that starts to kick in and you're oh, like, yeah. nah, this ain't this ain't worth it to keep putting this aside. Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was my big realization was like, I think there's a lot of stuff building up, mm-hmm. but the realization of like, what was happening at work and stuff Mm. like that that's when it clued in i was like holy damn i am not okay right now were you starting to feel like maybe that was like the the first moment yeah where you started to realize this is affecting other parts of my life now is that why work did that yeah 100 percent. like literally like i would say like four months ago the only thing i had going good for me was hockey right like in the right mind like i was having a great season like playing wise but like everything else in my life was shambles really right like it was just like i mean it was also around when omicron happened right so mm-hmm. like covid restrictions and like stuff like that and, like, re-upping yeah yeah and like man when i got covid it was like the worst experience ever not the fact that i had symptoms it was the fact that i went into a facility i had no symptoms and they gave me like the test they had to take a rapid test to go in and it was like two lines boom boom Mm. are you fucking kidding me i'm positive right now right so like it was like five days of like sitting at home yeah. in a bad mood <laughs> yeah. Able to play yeah no yeah. i luckily i didn't have any oh. games so mm. that worked oh, okay. out great <laughs> okay. that worked out great thank Would've god been up way there. Worse. yeah that yeah been, yeah thank god been. up there i luckily like i went back on the sixth day and went to my game and i was like that worked out really well <laughs> but like 
um no it was just like five days of being so mad and so anxious yeah. and like oh i was just so cheesed because like mm-hmm. yeah you're just like you're overthinking everything and this is when it was like the height of my work issues too mm-hmm. right and like because now you're stuck at home yeah and, and you just get your thoughts yeah, yeah. and like <laughs> like like when you're sick you can just like not even think about it because like oh mm-hmm. i'm recovering right like stuff like that but exactly, like yeah. yeah i had no symptoms and i was just so moody at home yeah yeah. Netflix no was not doing the trick. No, no, it doesn't save you, man. <laughs> yeah. Hockey's a big thing for you. Yeah, that's my, uh, you know what? In my entire 20s, that has become my number one outlet mm-hmm. to my insanity. Like, mm-hmm. to my sanity, sorry. Not insanity, yeah. sanity. Yeah. Sure. Right? Like, I mean, in my early 20s, I mean, some people might even see this from my early 20s. Like, I was always that player that played with a lot of emotion and, like, loved to scrap. Sure. (laughs) Just absolutely love to drop the gloves and like even for like stupid reasons. It was like he looked at me funny or he talked shit. And I was like, you know what? We're (laughs) we're going. Like we're dropping the gloves. We're going. Yeah. Right? Like, oh my God, I loved it. And like come like 25, I clued in. I was like, you know what? I'm way too valuable on the ice. I can't be doing this stuff anymore. And like Mm -hmm. it also became like my outlet to the rest of my other life. Like it's definitely my thing where I go out, turn my brain off. I just got to go perform, mm-hmm. stay out of the, I mean, I stay out of the box. I get mad when I take penalties now. Mm-hmm. Like, like I got a penalty the other day and I was like, for what? I'm like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? <laughs> I went like six months without a penalty. <laughs> right. And like, yeah, but it's definitely like my biggest outlet for sure. Yeah. Like it keeps me sane. Like during the pandemic, during the shutdown, when there's no league games, because mm-hmm. it's Canada and yeah, it's hockey, yeah. the hockey never gets shut down in Canada. Yeah. Unbelievable. I know. Right. <laughs> they were still allowing like three person training groups, certain mm. ranks. So, like, I just rented ice once a week yeah. just to keep me mentally sane. Yeah. And, like, I never even realized it, too. Like, I like that thing was huge for my mental health. Mm-hmm. Like, huge. Because, like, I at the time, I didn't realize it. I was just like, yo, I just want to stay in shape. Yeah. But I yeah. it was better for my mental health and my physical health, mm-hmm. for sure. Just being able to go out there and get a nice hour skate in, even if it was, like, two or three people. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, I mean, a lot of people probably went through a lot of mental health issues during that COVID stuff, 100%. right? 100%. So, yeah. like, yeah, that was definitely, like, my saving grace. I mean, yeah. Looking back on it, like being like being able to go out there and still skate once a week during the whole shutdown, mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. It, an outlet is so important, right? Yeah. And I love that you call it an outlet, right? Yeah. Because you're recognizing it for what it is too. Oh, dude, I need it, man. Like mm-hmm. if Wow Hawk, like, I mean- God, that's why I don't want to like get older too. Cause like, I'm worried about the day. <laughs> right. That's a good that point. Is, is a good yeah. Point. Like I'm worried about the day when I'm like not going to be able to compete at the level I'm going to be able to compete at. And you know what? This is still like, I mean, I'm not even playing professionally, but like, man, I'm so competitive about that mm-hmm. shit. Like I need it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I need that fire. And like, I'm so worried about that day when I hit like 40, 45 and like, yeah. I don't move as well as I do right like i gotta skate through everybody and like stuff like that and like i'm worried about that day so like like this is like my like it's my outlet i'm probably then i'm gonna have to like figure out a new way exactly Mm -hmm. i would yeah i think you just picked up on it too like Mm. yeah after that then what is the new outlet yeah i don't know man Mm -hmm. because now you're giving me scary thoughts yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. i mean like that's why i wanted tom brady it you know like 45 (laughs) it's still going just like gotta eat right gotta do all the right things but like yeah no i'm like Mm -hmm. i'm that that part's in the back of my mind but i mean hoping it's not for another 10 15 years yeah right yeah i mean i'm picturing like i'm looking at you a little bit cabs because you've talked about the gym so many times right that's clearly your outlet or one right. of your outlets right yeah you've talked about it like being able to shut out your brain the same way that you are you can put yeah. your problems aside for a minute yeah because you 
it's hard to just sit there and think about your problems. You yeah. pointed at that when you had COVID symptom free, yeah, right? Yeah. At home. And now all you get is to think about all the things that are going on in your life that now you can't even like affect right now because you're unable to. Oh, if I had to miss a game, I think it would have been 10 times worse. Mm. I would have been like, because now you've lost your outlet in that moment yeah. too. But an outlet gets you a break from that, that thinking, right? Yeah. I've never thought about that thing because athletics is a big part of a lot of people's lives. I think yeah. a lot of men's lives, like we, we need that, right? We grow up around sports. So much of us do. You know, right? I got to admit to my ego about it is insane sometimes. Mm. Cause like a lot of people are like, dude, you got to take this less seriously sometimes. <laughs> right. I'm like, dude, I'm like, fuck it, man. Yeah. That's my thing, man. Like, leave me be mm-hmm. like, I'm like, play to win. Like, You're allowed to that. have your thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, it was this moment around work that made you kind of look back and realize, okay, I've neglected some things. Yeah. I potentially ignored some stuff. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. And I've done no. a lot of reflecting on, like, my 20s because, like, obviously you're, like, mm-hmm. in the late stage and you're, like, what did I do the last decade? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, mm-hmm. like stuff. So, maybe I made a lot of foolish decisions for sure. So Right. But, like, yeah, no, I definitely uh, look back and, like, with the, thinking about the whole work issues and stuff like that and, like, I mean, too, like, with my dad, like, I mean, like, he's got Alzheimer's. Mm. So, like, the back, I got to put a back That's story. early. Yeah, real early. Yeah. So, like, I, this is, this is the, like, I'm not trying to make a swan song on here, but, like, mm. I was, I guess, because, like, I graduated, like, I was held back a year. So, I was 19 years old when I found out my dad got Alzheimer's when he wow. was first diagnosed. I didn't. Oh, you're fresh out of high school then. Yeah, I didn't go to boat cruise. Fuck. I was just like, no, I'm not going yeah right because like i was i was even fresher i was still in high school yep right so like i found out around the boat cruise time and like yeah no i'm not going i just was like i was like i didn't know what to do i was kind of shocked i was like i didn't know what this meant to the future and my parents at the time were like kind of like oh shit he's 19 years old like he's got his whole life ahead of him they mm-hmm. didn't really like tell me a whole lot just like oh yeah your father's been diagnosed mm-hmm. with early onset alzheimer's so like i guess he would have been like 55 56 something like that super early mm-hmm. right and like yeah that was the insane part is this like being 19 and i was like you gotta grow up fast man and like that's i think too having that experience kind of made me ignore mental health because i was like yo 19 i'm the man of the house now i gotta mm-hmm. i gotta man the fuck up let's yeah. go right yeah like my mom and sisters are still around and like stuff like that and like yeah they don't have any i don't have a brother or anything like that like i'm the oldest kid right so mm-hmm. it's kind of like Oh man, right? That was a wake up call in my life for sure. No kidding. I was when you had talked about this with me in career beforehand, yeah. it was like my thought was this is something that you wouldn't be able to ignore. Yeah. Right? Whatever plans you had going on up here, those yeah. kind of got to get put to the side while you're helping out your dad. Yeah. I mean, you know? the first 6 years I of the whole Alzheimer's thing before he went into the care home, like I was definitely the caretaker, primary mm-hmm. caretaker for him cuz like my mom was working, my sisters went away to school and like I went to college caretaking for my dad and trying to play hockey and work. Right. So like, cause you still have your life. Yeah. Yeah. I still had a life going on and like, well, my last year of college was so bad. I like, I mean, I was a pretty bad procrastinator to begin with, but Mm. like you had the bad procrastinating to having to caretake for a father that with Alzheimer's and like, like he would always like, you're trying to study for finals and exams. He comes into your room, like doesn't know what to do and stuff like that. And like, yeah, my GPA when I graduated from Glengarry Human Connects was a solid two flat. Wow. Two flat. Yeah. And like, honestly, like. Still graduated. I still graduated. 
I could have done better in my earlier yeah. years, but my last year was so rough. Yeah. I like had the caretake for him. Like studying did not happen. I winged every final. I don't know how the hell I passed. That props the, to passing. Yeah. Dude, no I don't know man. how I did it, man. It like, still takes a solid effort. I know. I like, I know. I kind of was like, I look back on that. I was like, how the hell did I do that? Like I didn't study shit. Mm-hmm. for the last year yeah. of my Langara. like like because i did i was there for four years for a two-year program just because yeah. of like what happened was going on with my dad and stuff like that and like i there was no chance i was going to be able to like further progress my education just because of the situation yeah no kidding right so no kidding when so my my grandma when yeah. she was still around she had alzheimer's and dementia but that's a different story she was 80 something when that yeah started, right so that's kind of like Something that you think in your mind, okay, maybe that is going to happen. I will be as prepared for it as I could be. Even then, yeah, I, my mom wasn't ready for that. Right? Yeah. I, I watched her go through that. And yeah. I'm thinking of her as an adult who has things kind of situated and figured yeah. out, right? I can't imagine going through that at 19, man. Yeah, right? I mean... My dad had a lot of concussions. Mm. So like me and my mom. I mean, From we sport? Don't, or? Yeah, sports. Mm. Like he played soccer in the 70s. Sure. For UBC. <laughs> and the balls in the 70s were rocks. These things are leather. They were <laughs> rocks. Yeah, they were dude. rocks. They were built so, like, like shit. He before, always played yeah. sweeper. So he's going up and heading the ball. Yeah. Like we don't even know how many concussions. I'm, sorry, I'm laughing because I played soccer. Yeah. I'm not laughing. You might even know. You head. might even know my dad too. He, his face looked really familiar when, when I saw pictures Simon of it. says Richmond soccer maybe yeah. yeah he's such a nice guy i yeah. do know your yeah, dad see? man everyone knows my dad oh, from the man. soccer world right simon says rich and oh, soccer guy that's right? awesome so like yeah no like, no shit I yeah there's the guy. realization whoa yeah. there he is <laughs> um yeah no but like in the 70s man those balls were rocks yeah like, he would always go up and head it and like even in his like 50s like early 50s like he would like always like while he's coaching soccer because i worked with him on the field too right mm-hmm. um that's how i like i mean a great work experience for sure it saved a lot of money doing it and like made a lot sorry made a lot of money saved a lot of money doing it but like yeah mm-hmm. like he would always like go around like head the ball with like a <laughs> bunch of other people and i'm kind of like dude what are you doing man like you're mm-hmm. supposed to like, i mean he was obviously coaching and yeah, stuff like that. yeah but like he just loved to head the ball for fun and like yeah. i'm looking back on it now i'm like do you think that contributed yeah to i do because yeah. he had a lot of concussions it's a lot of knocks on the head no kidding and like i think it was a lot of it was, i like, i mean we can't prove for sure because he's still mm. alive and like i don't know what the process is for proving it but i think yeah. a lot of it was causal right because it didn't run in the family i was gonna ask uh, yeah, is there any history no, of that no it didn't run mm. in the family at all right it was just him no kidding no like kidding. everyone else in his family lived long healthy lives mm-hmm. like long like late 90s Mm-hmm. And then, like, yeah, he got like it early, and like, I think it was a lot of it. I think it was causal, but right, tough to prove. Yeah, until yeah. we know later on, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and Alzheimer's is it's a degenerative disease. Yeah, so it gets worse and worse. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And so, I, starting at nineteen, that's when the diagnosis yeah. was there for your dad, and that carried you through all the way through your twenties. Yeah, right literally. I now. mean, the worst stage is the middle stage. Mm. Like, there's like. Like, in the beginning, they forget things and stuff like that. It's not so bad. I mean, right now, he's definitely in the late stage where he's, like, in a tilt chair. He can't move. Mm. Can't talk. Shit. Like, he's just in that, like... like That's fast, man. I know. I mean, it's 11 years, but, like, it's, like... I don't want to say vegetable, but he's kind of a vegetable now. Yeah, like, vegetative just, state yeah, is tough. Yeah, yeah, He's just in there. And then, like, the middle stage is the worst where the aggression comes in. Mm-hmm. and it's like because it's like a frustration from yeah inside, he doesn't right? know and it's not like his fault at all he just mm-hmm. doesn't know and like um 
Like he just like gets so mad at certain things. He doesn't know how to react. He doesn't know what's going on with himself. And like that stage of going from Alzheimer's beginning to the middle to the care home. And then like going from that middle, like when you're at home and then going into the care home, that's the worst stage for sure. No kidding. Because like they don't want to leave home. Yeah. They're so used to the surroundings, but you can't keep them at home. Like, I mean, like I think too, like I had to move to a buddy's house for like two months basically mm. because like he got so aggressive with me because like, I was the primary caretaker. He just viewed yeah. me as the villain. Yeah. And like, I knew it wasn't his fault. Yeah. Right. Like at the end of the day, it was not. Like that's not him thinking that. No. Yeah. 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 It's just the disease taking over. Right. But like, mm. I literally was like, shit, like I can't live here right now. Like he like swung at me a couple times and stuff mm. like that. And like, I just had to go to a buddy's house. Luckily, so sorry, yeah, I mean, mm. luckily my buddy was in college. So his parents kind of just like gave me a code. Mm-hmm. I lived, I was like, I don't know. You guys seen the show, the OC? No, no, yeah. no. You seen it? Yeah. Like Ryan Atwood in the pool house. That was oh, me. Yeah, that was yeah, me okay, for two okay. months at my buddy's house. <laughs> Literally <laughs> fucking in the pool house, the big bed oh, and all that. But yeah, like, yeah, that was rough for sure. Yeah. I mean, like, but the thing is too, like, I never like, view, like problem is like, this is me reflecting on my mental health. I never viewed it as like a sad situation. Yeah. Like for me, it was just anger. Right. Just built up anger of like, mm. why is this happening to me? You fucking mm. took my dad. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, that too. But like a lot of it was like, yo, like I have like, I'm 24 years old. Like you're being un- more unfair. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. More unfair. And like, I never f- shared it with anybody. Mm-hmm. And like at all at the time like maybe washi one person kind of knew because mm-hmm. she worked with me um with my dad and she kind of was like picking up on the hints too right yeah it was like she knew but like i didn't even ever like talk to her about it or stuff like that and like, there's so much going on too no and like you're 24 years old right like a lot of stuff's happening and like i don't know man i got so angry at a lot of aspects of my life yeah it's a lot it's yeah. a lot to take in yeah yeah i was thinking when you were saying how your dad um that that point between moving to the care home didn't want to leave there yeah thinking about my grandma when she was going through it it took like over a year to convince her to move yeah right like it was they're there this is their home this is yeah. their level of comfort yeah. the idea yeah. of having to leave and move into a care home is yeah. like insane to ask of a person right tell yeah. tell yourself to uproot your life and like no you gotta completely yeah. move and you gotta be okay with someone else doing everything for you yeah you you're losing control and you are agreeing to lose control not only have you lost control in your own mind, but now you're giving up the physical space in your yeah. life, right? That's hard, man. Yeah, really, I mean, really luckily for us, it was like, oh, I don't even know why I'm saying luckily. Mm. Like a year just seems really long because that's why I guess I said luckily. But like in my situation, it was like, it was so fast evolving. It was literally like three months, like a massive decline. Right. And like, I just went up to my mom one day and was like, yo, I can't, we can't do this anymore. He's got to mm-hmm. go you can't do this. Like you can't be taking off work to be doing this. Yeah. Right. I'm like, I can't be living in this pool house. But you house. feel like you have to though. You ha- you feel like you have to do like, did, was there an aspect at all to you that felt like you have to do everything you possibly could to help? Oh, I, I was already at that stage where I did everything possible yeah. in my mind. I already knew I did. Mm-hmm. It was just like my mom, I felt was like hanging on. Right. Because obviously it's her spouse. It's, yeah, it's right? her partner. It's her spouse, yeah. right? And like, I remember, I, I remember the combo to the day. I was just like, yo, like, he's, it's, he's got to go in. Like, you, like, we can't take care of him at home anymore. Like, he needs the needs of the other thing, right? And that was tough being 24 years old, like, yeah. telling your mom, yo, you got to put your dad in a care home. Like, shit, I don't wish that on anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Even to 
even like initiate that conversation oh, yeah. it's like oh it's yeah rough to, for me to even think about yeah mm-hmm. yeah to your point to like so much of your focus then was on helping your dad yeah right and that takes away the focus on you growing yeah. as a young man and i as easy as it already is in like a perfect life situation yeah. to put mental health on the back burner yeah throw that into the mix yeah no shot am i thinking about my mental health yeah. no shot am i reflecting on that oh, when man. when i have the chance no. i there like there's no mental health thought mm-hmm. in that stage mm-hmm. like, so no blame at all to yeah. now looking at 30 and yeah. then being like okay how has this actually been yeah you know yeah, literally yeah never cry at 24 that's never crossed my mind why would it yeah right i'm trying to like, like picture myself in these shoes there's no shot like that's yeah. just that's too much to ask right yeah. it's enough of a burden on its own um you talked a little bit with us prior to this too about um feeling a, a little bit of that burden right yeah do you feel like looking back i mean hindsight's 2020 20, yeah right would you have done anything differently looking back on your mid-20s about how you approach all of this or taking uh, for our audience right listeners viewers not everybody here is going through the same situation you are that is an incredibly unique scenario that you've been through yeah but thinking of something that's almost a something going on in your life that you cannot ignore yeah that it needs to be a priority and it forces you to put your own self as a further back priority how would you change that if you could looking back that's a big question to ask. Oh, Sorry. A loaded question. <laughs> Very loaded. Apologies. Like you're saying, like, what would I do differently? Would today? you have done anything different? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I don't know if I would have been open mm. to people about it. Cause, like, at the, like, and that part you don't have to. I'm with yeah. you on that. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I mean, like, I just feel like, too, like, I was at the time, it was just such a closed book. Mm-hmm. But, like, there was a lot of anger going on. And, like, I ruined a lot of friendships with it. Right. Right. And, like, like a lot of, I ruined a lot of friendships in my twenties and like a lot of people were just probably thinking like, why is he so angry all the time? <laughs> like, what the hell's his deal? Mm-hmm. Like, like he's so intense. He's so angry. And like, yeah, I mean like that would be one thing I would have done differently. Isn't like, I mean like, I don't know if I would have been like, oh yeah, we're like sharesy homies mm-hmm. for life type of thing. <laughs> right, like, right. Maybe not as aggressive. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I've, pretty aggressive like i mean like i like i would like use confrontation as a way to like deflect my situation like oh for sure like i just like to pick fights with people like Mm. like not like physical i mean that shows up in the hockey well yeah i mean that was in my early 20s but like this is more like like i would just like to pick arguments like Mm. those type of fights like just like unnecessary arguments and i would just like to get mad and like it just just my way of like just venting like Mm. and it was not Mm. a healthy thing to do and like I definitely burned a lot of bridges doing it. Okay. For sure. Okay. For sure. And like. What happened if you don't mind me asking? Like why, why this sounds like it's been a few. Oh God. I don't even know, man. It's gotta be like at least like 15, 20. Like mm. it's up there. Wow. It's definitely up there. And like, I don't even remember honestly to the day, like all of them. I don't remember what it was about. Mm. Like I was just in that like total stage of rage. Yeah. Blind rage. Yeah. Yeah. In my mind, it was what I wanted to do at the time was just blow up. And was it, it was this anger that you mentioned earlier, like about the situation, me being this young guy in my 20s. Yeah. yeah. Why is this happening now? Yeah. Was it that anger that was kind of seeping into these other relationships? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it was definitely not like me not willing to talk to anyone about it Mm -hmm. 
cause so much internal anger. Right. right? And then there's all, see, I mean, like, we're men. Mm-hmm. Like, if, I mean, yeah, I assume you're all straight. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're all, yeah. Okay. So, like, like females are attractive, mm-hmm. right? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, had a lot of fun in my early 20s and late and mid 20s with mm-hmm. that life. But, like, I've never had a serious girlfriend. Right. Never been in love. And I'm 30 years old. Mm-hmm. And I look at that whole thing and I'm like, every relationship I've had has been meaningless, hmm. completely meaningless. And that would be something I would, if I could, I would try to change that a bit because like in my mind, I refuse to even open that aspect of right. my life right? because of what was going on. Was there like a, a fear at all of bringing another person into? Oh, 100%. Going on? Like, yeah. it's like. Yo, like I don't wish that on anybody. Yeah, you, you know? said that earlier. Yeah, you like, wish but like, 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 okay, like, let's say if I actually got a girlfriend, mm-hmm. right, and she's got to see my dad in a care home, right, like, or like mm-hmm. even just hear about it, like, I just like, like, and the problem is with Alzheimer's, like, some people know about it, some people don't, yeah. and like, if you know about it, you kind of know how to handle it, but if you don't know about it, you like, like, some of the questions people ask, like, yo, are you kidding right mm-hmm. now, like no it's not what happens mm-hmm. but like yeah like i just refuse to like i was like no i can't put that part of my life or like ask somebody to do that right mm-hmm. but the big thing was like refusing to open up like i would not want to be like like you know how like in relationships you got to be vulnerable of course, you gotta sacrifice of course. dude none of that and friendships too yeah right? but like yeah like i mean even in friendships i wouldn't do it but really yeah. that whole that aspect of a relationship scared me off of mm-hmm. all of them Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you talk about that, um, especially in particular to relationships. Uh, we yeah. had another guy on one of our episodes before, it's a coworker of mine, Jeff, uh, and he's talked about how men can sometimes use a relationship for that vulnerability outlet. Yeah. Right. We're kind of notorious for doing that. We'll go to our partners and be vulnerable. But when it comes to our friendships, we'll kind of shy away from doing that. Yeah. But the majority of our time is spent with these friendships, right? Like that's where you have more opportunity to be vulnerable with somebody. Yeah. Um, But I can totally understand not wanting to put this on somebody else. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a lot too. And like, I mean, like recently too. I mean, I, this, this, I, my mom got liver and colon cancer recently too. Man, but like, I was never worried about her because my mom's the toughest person. She's on the got planet. it. Man. Oh my god, I was never. My sisters were worried, but I'm like, nah. I'm like, this is mom, I, guys. Yeah, I was like, I was, not, I was just like, you know what I mean? Like, I, like I was like, my mom's so tough. I'm like, mm. I'm not worried at all. Like, she like, she had a, a surgical procedure done where she like got cut open down the middle, mm. and like her guts were falling out, like literally out of her stomach. And mm. she's literally like, guys, give me some Steri strips. No. <laughs> Dude, I'm not even it. kidding. Yes. So like, I'm going to show her this clip just to say I did this. Man. But like, like, I'm gonna be like, yeah, she's like, she's like, yo, I just need some Steri strips. I'm like, you need to go to a fucking hospital. Yeah. <laughs> like, you got your guts falling out. Like, I know you're Man. tough, but I'm like, Dude, you're like, that's not normal. Eight days later in hospital, and I picked her up, and I was just like, "So much for the Steri strips." <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I said to her, but like, yeah, no, like I was never worried about her. Um, with that whole thing, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, just like the whole relationship thing too. Like, I was like, oh man, I don't want to bring in the burden of like that and that because that's a lot to ask for someone. I would feel yeah. like is like to be understanding of like, yo, I got be. too sick. Like, like meet the parents and like yeah. to be honest with you too. It's a big like, thing for all of us, you know? Is, yeah. yeah, oh yeah. dude, man, it's a, like it's a milestone. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know, and I usually don't do too well at those anyway. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. like unfiltered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well. 
Yeah, yeah, that and like, I don't know, man. I got the rough around the edges look and all that. And like, <laughs> I hate wearing pants. I know that's a big... Yeah, he's rocking the shorts dude, Always, today. all year round, snow, the legs are out. The classic Canadian. Yeah, yeah. Classic, <laughs> classic Canadian. And like, I'm like, I'm like the type of guy that's like, I always got to be an athleisure. Like, it's just, sure. it's comfy. And mm-hmm. like, I know girls like the whole like wardrobe thing, like getting dressed <laughs> up and all that. And like, just like, so like there's that aspect, but there's also like the aspect of bringing in like, oh, my dad's got Alzheimer's yeah. and my mom's had this going on and like trying to like morph those in yeah. and like, that's not an easy thing to be like, hey, meet my parents mm-hmm. in this stage. I think that from so much of what you said, it's like the anger piece, I think, keeps coming up in, in this conversation. Oh, right? Like being angry about the scenario, the situation, yeah. um, thinking about a relationship, yeah. right? You need to be pretty foundationally set yeah before taking on a relationship right or before you even feel ready to oh 100 never mind wanting to yeah right it's like you got to be okay with where you're at before you're bringing somebody in and yeah um you weren't yeah right i mean i don't even know if i am still right that's the thing right right? it's like there's definitely things i gotta work on still if i ever want to do that aspect of life Mm -hmm. for sure Mm -hmm. right for sure and like taking sacrifice and stuff like that. And like, sometimes like, you know what? Sometimes I just need a good blow up. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I admit like I'm a bit of a hothead sometimes just mm-hmm. in general. Like even before my dad got Alzheimer's, like I was a bit, of, I mean, I don't know if you guys remember if you're from high school, but yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I was a little bit of a hothead, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, yeah. I mean, I did some stupid shit, but like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I remember in a basketball game, I put a guy through a score table because I just didn't. I <laughs> didn't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I remember Mike Stoneberg literally barely played me the rest of the season. Cause like, I just, body check the guy through the score table damn yeah just got mad <laughs> no kidding barely played me he literally no he's like in the locker room at the end of the year and he's like steven i thought you were fight someone on the court <laughs> your toughness was insane i'm like oh i don't know if that was toughness i think it was just more anger but like no kidding yeah i was a bit of a hothead and like it's definitely a thing that i've dealt with all my life mm-hmm. it's just trying to like scale it back in certain scenarios and like i know a lot of men go through it too mm-hmm. right Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I don't know how many men go through it to the extreme that I've gone through it, mm-hmm. right? But it's not an overnight kind of thing that you no, shift at all. No, right? it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's a it's a marathon. It's not a Big sprint. Time. Big time. It's never a sprint. Like, I mean, so many people have asked me, "Why are you always so angry?" I'm like, oh, I'm working on it. Well, well, yeah, I'm working on it. But I'm like, if you really want to know the root of that problem, we got to go back to when I was like two or three years old, and that's right. just a yeah, you know right. what I mean? Like, it's like a it's a lifelong occurrence. Yeah, it's deep rooted. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that kind of thing is you you learn it from a very early age, yeah. right? Um, however, you end up learning it, right? I mean, me knowing your dad, he's a sweet guy. Yeah, really sweet guy. As a I coach, mean, he was. Right? Yeah, he 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 like definitely a sweet guy on the field. Mm-hmm. I know, like he had a bit of a temper too. Mm. Don't know if it was about most him. good coaches do. To be yeah, fair, yeah, you know what? That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say his like he coached at Langara, and like I've heard the stories from some of his ex players, yeah. and they're literally like, "Yo, your dad was scary, right? right. <laughs> Full odd scary. Like he had a little stool that he kicked over all the yeah. time. You don't and, break something a couple times as yeah, a coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Coach. Right now, anger. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's got to be some, I don't know what I'm talking about. So camera, I don't know the (laughs) real like philosophy behind this, but I feel like there's got to be some bit of a tie into masculinity and anger, at least showing like 
like a physical like presence, yeah. right? It it exudes like a sense of control yeah. in a way. When I think of coaches, this just made me think of that. Yeah. Saying like any good coach has a little bit of a, a hothead yeah. to yeah. some degree. Yeah. You respect the shit out of a coach, yeah. right? When they're calm and level-headed and then you see that moment where they blow up, but it's directed and they're still, they know what they're saying, yeah, right? Like it's it's a clear thought out anger. Yeah. You respect that in a way. Yeah. Um, that makes me wonder though, that bit of anger that, you've talked about in our conversation today. Did you feel like that gave you some level of control over the situation, oh, finding an outlet in anger? hundred percent. hundred percent. I mean, like I think their anger is like so many multi-rooted issues too. Like it was definitely like a control thing. Yeah. The fact I'm five, eight. So sometimes it's a little man <laughs> syndrome thing. Right. So right. Like, like you get like a little man gets disrespected a lot. Right. So it's like, you they know do what? Short Kings. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. Short yeah. Kings. You get, you get disrespected a lot. You get the big guys picking on you and mm. like, I was never the type of guy to like ever let anyone pick on me. Yeah, you got to show you're not getting fucked. Yeah, with. like I was like, yeah, exactly. I was like, yo, you want to go? <laughs> type <laughs> of thing. Mm. Like, we'll go, right? But mm. like, yeah, no, like it was like I definitely think it was a control thing for yeah. sure. Like it's just like it was like you had control of the situation because like a lot of people were just like, yo, he's way too angry. You can't even reason with him. Mm. Yeah, some side of it is like the loudest person in the room, right? Yeah, and like that's kind of a part of it too. Sometimes is it's like a. It's a false sense of control in some cases, but it does let you, I don't know, just get away from the the negative of what you're I mean, I would use sometimes. anger too. Like I look back on it. I would use anger to pretend like certain things didn't bother yeah, me yeah. deeply. That's what I mean by that. But yeah. like they really did. Mm-hmm. And like when some guy like was texting me like recently and he was just like talking about how like, I was like, oh, you're a different person now. I'm like, oh, easy there. Like, we're, not, <laughs> we're, not, we're not totally different, right? He's just like, oh, so you actually like, do you have things that bother you? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I do, man. Yeah. Like yeah, we do. all do. Yeah, we all For do. He's like, yeah, he's like, oh yeah. He's like, look at that. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, he's like, you're actually admitting to something and not going through violence in hockey. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I am. Right. Yeah. So looking back then, um, you would do things differently. Oh, right? 100%. Are there like any specific things that you can think of? Because I, I'm trying to think of like tools that I now have used myself for mental yeah. health, things like counseling, journaling, stuff like yeah. that. If you had learned about these things or known about these things, do you think you would have been open to them at a younger age? Do you look into any of that stuff now? I have mean, you looked into that? I did counseling once. Mm. It was not for me. And that can be the case. Yeah, right? it's not for me. My mom was kind of like, Yo, go once. Mm-hmm. I'll pay for it. Try it. I'll yeah. pay for it. Because like the thing that was my biggest hurdle was being like, yo, this is expensive. It, yeah, that can be a definite hurdle. It's a and, stopper for a lot of people and, to access. Was it also stuff. like something happened that then like counseling was suggested? Like was it that they're like a? Oh, I was around the time my dad got Alzheimer's. Right. Right. And then like she was kind of like, oh, so what are things that calm you down? I'm like. Well, I do like to go for a drive to calm down sometimes, but like, oh, fuck, when gas is two twenty, yeah. that's not an option. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I ain't wasting yeah. this fuel, right? No so, kidding. like, but that was her solution. It was like, oh yeah, when you're mad, just go for a drive. And I was like, yo, my mom just dropped two hundred bucks for this. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. maybe she just wasn't a good counselor. But that can that <laughs> yeah. But from like, that, that makes me feel like that could have been the case. Yeah, yeah, counselor. that's what yeah. I mean. That's yeah. that was the thing, right? So like. Yeah, and I know, I know a lot of people are like, well, therapy would do you good. I'm kind of like, I'm very hesitant on that. Like, I just mm-hmm. feel like it's something I got to work out internally. And that I think that that can be a, 
some people can pull it off. Yeah. Right. But I think that that whole idea of I can figure this out is still that man bit. Oh, I know it's that it's that piece of us that is like, I got this. I can figure this out. This is my problem. I'm not going to put this on someone else, even someone who's trained to deal with. I know. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's there's a big part of us that says, no, I could deal with this myself. Admittedly, I've been the last couple of weeks. I took a week off. I said from filming, haven't been feeling that great. I haven't gone back to my counselor. I I could. Yeah. But a part of me is like, no, I've talked to her. I literally said to myself in my head, I was like, I've talked to her enough about this stuff. I don't need to talk to her about it again. But I could. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, that just gives you someone else to to speak to. Yeah. I think another big one of my situation, like big thing now is like when I get to that level, mm. the thing I never did in my like, tw- like 20s, but I'm starting. I mean, I've done it like in my late, like four months left in the 20s, but like mm. take a step back, step away from the situation. Mm-hmm. Like with work one day, I like just didn't show up. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Just got to take a step back. And I went in the next day and like. Luckily, I had a new manager. Brand literally started the day I did that. Right. Right. So I kind of just explained him the situation mm-hmm. and he just gave me the whole reassurance of a clean slate and all that. So that was reassuring too. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause like, yeah, I was just like, he was, he wasn't really even aware that like I didn't even show up. Right. Like mm-hmm. he was kind of like, he's just like, well, he found out halfway through the day. So it's like, oh shit. Okay. So like, we're missing somebody. Yeah. We're missing somebody. <laughs> who's right? fixing these wheelchairs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like it was like, who's doing the work calls this day. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, like taking a step back for sure. And just like trying to calm down, like finding those like healthier outlets to calm down. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. It's nearly impossible yeah. to get yourself out of a negative headspace when you're in the place that caused that. Yeah. Right? At work, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, not everybody is able to step away from some things. Yeah. Right. Admittedly is like sometimes if it's, if this is your livelihood. Yeah. Right. You can't give up income for some people right yeah so now you're stuck right but if we are lucky enough to be able to take a step away that's huge even just to recognize that that's something that you should do yeah right it's pretty meaningful yeah like i just had to take a step away even like just certain situations like you know what you just gotta like don't get confrontational that's the key yeah what you talked about earlier um emotion yeah kind of like presenting itself and like guiding uh like a reaction right yeah when you react emotionally to things uh, it's not always the best reaction. No. Right? You haven't had the chance to process it. Yeah. Um, but that, I imagine, is how things come up when you talk about kind of like blowing up. Yeah. Right? That's emotion. Yeah. Right? That's not letting yourself get a handle over no. that feeling. Not the greatest emotion either. No. There's just so many other ways I can handle it, but sometimes mm-hmm. you just know what? Like, I mean, I got the Scottish heritage sometimes. Oh, still, yes. Sometimes <laughs> that William Wallace comes out. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> Man it's um that's a fair point though man and it's i everything that you've talked about today is like you you said earlier when we were talking about relationships um maybe i'm not ready yet right but yeah i think this whole bit of reflection you've been doing in the last few months of yeah. 29 and then now 30 yeah um that's the first step yeah right is is starting to realize okay i should reflect yeah. I should look back. Well, I mean, if you don't reflect, it's like, are you really moving forward? What are you learning? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what have you done? Like, I mean, like, I spent 10 years not even reflecting. Mm-hmm. I spent 10 years of like, all right, here we are, truck along, mm-hmm. straighten up the little soldier, stiffen up that up a little yeah. right? That's yeah. what I did for 10 years. Yeah. Right? So, like, no. it just didn't even, reflecting didn't even dawn on me till recently. And you don't necessarily know to look back until you've reached a point where it's, it's less manageable. To yeah. continue stepping up. 
right? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. like, I think too, like for like anybody listening that's going through something like where you're angry all the time, like if you don't reflect, mm-hmm. you're just going to make the situation way worse. Cause you mm-hmm. got to like take a step back, be like, were you at fault? Right. Or could you have done something different? Different. And mm-hmm. like, honestly, most, I would say like 80% of my anger issues, I'm at fault. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there's like some issues where people did some stupid things and I just was like, you know what? We're going to have a nice blow up right now. Right. right? Like right. That stuff, that's life that happens. Yeah. Right. But like, for example, like me getting mad because I didn't like the way someone said something. Mm-hmm. That's me reacting to the situation and taking it personally. Yeah. And like in my twenties, I didn't understand that. Not like, at I, all, man. I, I yeah. was like, I'm yo, <laughs> yeah, I was like, we're just like, no, fuck you. We're blow up. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Like I've found myself doing that a lot is putting yeah. the blame on other factors. Right. Yeah. But I, I agree with you that it's not always up to how I react to something like the situation can just be bad. Yeah. You know, the, the outside factors can actually just be shit and I'm allowed to be upset at yeah. that. But there you'll hear it countless times from all all sorts of people having control over your mind is like the best power you can have right yeah. if you're able to control your reaction you control how you see the world you control how things happen around yeah. you because you're controlling your immediate response to them mm-hmm. right but that takes a ton of work oh, I ton know. of practice lots of reflection yeah right to your point so uh in your life today steven how does mental health look to you Oh, I mean, it's definitely something I'm willing to admit exists now. Yes. That's the huge thing. That's why I reached out too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like, I would say like prior to January of 2022, I was like, like every time I saw like the Bell Lots talk thing, I was like, yeah, yeah. The fuck is this shit? Yeah. I have mixed emotions about Bell Lots talk from yeah. a corporation. Well, it's a, things, it is a, it's got its corporate garbage yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. But like, like every time I saw that, I was like. Yeah. And like men's mm. mental health too, mm-hmm. right? Like toughen up, guys. Yeah, that's like the that's the yeah. motto behind it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you started to realize, yeah. Right? And like I'm like, yo, mental important. health is actually a big deal, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it starts to build up. Yeah, right? I think that's oh, the thing you'll, you'll notice it starts to build up. Yeah, yeah, I definitely would say that for sure. Like it's one of those things where it's like you don't realize how much it builds up until mm-hmm. you're at that level. And that's the thing that sucks. It's yeah, that boiling point you hit. Yeah, right. Do you think, I mean, I I asked about it a little bit earlier, like, would you, out of like the standard tools that people kind of prescribe for for mental health, coming on here, awesome. I really appreciate that. Yo, this is the most open open I've ever been in my life. I was like, I kind of like thought I owe this to myself because I spent a whole decade ignoring it. You do, man. I ignored everything for a decade straight up like mm. ignored every like thing like didn't open up to anyone just this angry aggressive guy mm-hmm. like some girl called me sad lonely boy vibes once because like <laughs> well, she's called me that more than once when I'm kidding, <laughs> like, it's just like yo like what do you do in your spare time mm-hmm. like i i don't like 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 i got like got to a point where i got so angry i didn't know how to have fun right i mean yep. my version of fun is like go play hockey that's right. my version of fun which don't get me wrong it's fun but like social events after all mm-hmm. of that last 10 years I've gone through, mm-hmm. exhaust me. No kidding. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a very, like, I mean, I'm unfiltered a lot of the time. I do speak my mind, but I'm also pretty introverted. Like, going out to, like, a big birthday event, yeah. yo, man, that just takes the life out of yeah. me. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't realize sometimes how much just the way that you think and feel can affect the rest of your life. Oh, right? 100%. Until you start reflecting on it, which yeah. you did. Um, but yeah, I mean, a, a step like starting to be open, I mean, this is a 
not a traditional avenue of being. No, open. it's, it's not. But podcast, you know what? I, it's definitely. But it's a step. It's a step. It's mm-hmm. a step. And I was like, I felt it was easier doing it this way than like going to a buddy. Which is so funny. Like I would think yeah. this is way way harder. <laughs> oh, no, because it's just like. I don't know. I just feel like the in, in personally, I feel like mm. the pressure's off in the situation because sure. right. it's like, I mean, like you guys know me, but you don't really know me mm-hmm. either, right? Like, mm-hmm. like we went to the same high school. You guys saw me at the Oval. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you probably thought I was an angry cuss at the Oval too. Sometimes. No, 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 I, no, I, I, no, no. I saw you in I passing. Always, I always I you like you gave me a smile and a nod. Oh, okay, yeah, everybody knows that part. <laughs> yeah. But like, I you're a nice dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but a lot of people at the Oval are just like, "Yo, who's the angry little guy there?" Well, like, <laughs> that happened a lot. But like, Man. yeah, no, like I felt this avenue is way easier than going. I mean, like. One of my buddies is such a goofball. I would never even go to him about this stuff. But like mm. just going to like other people or like, like I just felt this is easier because there's no pressure. And that's the thing is that it can be like, like you know your friends, right? And yeah. it's it's hard sometimes to open up to people who you have this relationship with where it is just like buddy, buddy, you're being funny all the time. You're having good times. Yeah. I don't want to throw in my sadness at you. Yeah. Right? And you know what? I have to there. admit too, like a lot of people that I cut out of my life used to ask all the time, how was my dad? Mm. And it was just an avenue I never wanted to touch. Didn't want to go there. And like, the more you ask, the more I distance myself away from that person. That's you're just used to giving out that answer every single mm. time. Well, it would just be like, oh, he's fine. Mm. He's, right. he's in care. Mm-hmm. He's, we're, yeah, we're just going along with it. Or like, mm-hmm. I won't even answer it. I'd just be like, yeah, yeah, he's good. Yeah. Like, I would just bluff it off completely. Like, mm-hmm. And like, there's one girl that I was friends with for a very long time. And like, I mean, like, I blew the situation completely reflecting on it because like she kept asking and she really i think she came from a place of care the point of genuine care yeah Yeah. and like i was not having any of it i was like no like stop asking Mm. like i don't care to talk to you about this right Mm. and like eventually i just blew up on her Mm. and like i just ruined the friendship Mm. right so like hearing this it makes me imagine like correct me if i'm assuming the wrong things but like looking back these might be some of those situations where if you had the perspective you had now yeah if you were back in that seat maybe you would take like a little more of a step to be open with them do you think i don't know if i would have been open with them but i wouldn't Mm. have blown up on them sure you wouldn't have pushed them away yeah well Mm -hmm. like i like full-on pushed them away it was giving them a chance yeah yeah i don't don't know if i would have given them a chance because like at the time i just (laughs) was like at at that time like i was so set on we're not talking about this it was like a no discussion for me right like let me deal with it on my own but Uh today in your life yeah someone came up to you let's say like what what if one of these friends reached back out yeah you know if there was a bridge that could be rebuilt that's not completely burned you know like would you would you be more receptive after a, a conversation like this today to sharing what's going on in your life because what if these people do care i mean right yeah exactly i mean i would just i wouldn't go into full-on details i'd say but i would go into like yeah he's in that vegetative state like Mm -hmm. i wouldn't even have said that Mm -hmm. before but i would have been like yeah he's in that vegetative state Mm -hmm. and like and it's a lot to deal with yeah and i would have been like and i probably would have been like i mean like i didn't even tell any people prior to but like i would be like yeah my mom was going through cancer when this was Mm -hmm. all going on and like like i just Mm -hmm. like like, I think only two people I told mm. prior to you two knowing. Mm. And I guess people at work found out because, like, I would always have to take time to drive her to certain appointments. But, like, and my manager at the time just blurted it out to everyone, which I was not a fan of. But, right. like, it just <laughs> it happened. But, like, yeah, I told two people that my mom went through, like, all this. And, like, that mm. was about it. But, like, I mean, like, I feel like now 
I don't know if I would have gone in the full details, but I probably would have been a little more open to sharing with it yeah. and not gone on the full, like, you know, right. like that level of rage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm happy that mental health is starting to be more of like a thing you're aware of. I mean, yeah, it's definitely that January of 2022 realization yeah. <laughs> type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's like, yeah, well, here we are. And then like I saw this, like, this is good stuff. And mm-hmm. now I'm uh, now I'm on the train. Yeah, you're a part of it. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Um, well, Stephen, thank you so much for coming on, man. Oh, I yeah. really appreciate you being willing to share everything with us here. It makes me think about, and it's, it's not happening yet, you yeah. know, but I think about my mom, you know what yeah. I mean? Like my mom being older, I do think about one day I'm probably going to like go through stuff like this and hearing how, how tough it's been for you to like tough that out. Um, I'm, I'm going to keep that in mind. Yeah. Right? You know, I gotta actually about what you say, well, I gotta to. say one more thing. Please. Just, you brought that up. Yeah. Like, I remember too, I think I was 25 years old when this, yeah, I was, I was 25 years old when this mm. happened. I had the senior manager from the Richmond Oval. Mm. His dad was going through dementia mm. and he's like 44 with a wife and a couple kids. Right. He like came up to me and set up a private meeting. He emailed me, never talked to him in my life prior yeah. to this. And he emailed me and the subject line was coffee. Huh. I thought I was in shit. I was like, what the hell did I do? <laughs> I was like, did I do something? I mean, I, knowing me, I'm like, I might've done something, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> But he like, he just wanted to reach out. Then like, yo, so I heard your dad had Alzheimer's and like, he's like, he wanted to find out like what was going on and like what could happen to his and his situation. And like, I thought it was a pretty bold move of him to do. Yeah. But like looking back on it too, it's like, I think he was in his late mid, mid forties actually. So like, like Mm -hmm. that's normally the age where you would see that type of thing happen. Right. 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 You're never fully ready for something like that, but yeah. Uh, you, you try and hope that you're going to manage it. I just thought it was can. interesting. He went to like a 25 yeah, yeah. about it too. You shouldn't normally be in this position. I know. I was just like, yo, I'm like, dude, I'm like 20 something years younger than you. Mm. And I'm like, you're going to me about this. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, damn. I mean, I, I, I cut it to him straight. Mm. Like I didn't, I didn't mince words. I was like, mm. this, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming on. Oh, Steven. of course. Really appreciate it. Uh, everybody listening and watching hope you all enjoyed this week's episode i like just listening to your story man yeah uh so we will uh we'll see y'all next week if you're not already of course make sure you subscribe to the channel or following the podcast whatever you do and uh we'll see y'all next time peace